You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Growlix Nights, the Growlix Podcast live show. I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. And I'm Jesse. Happy 2021. Whoa. Yeah, Hi. yeah. So normally we would do like a New Year's show, but you know what? The true monster of the week was 2020 every week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think I'm going to adapt a certain policy I've been hearing. We're not going to look backwards because that is how you avoid consequences. We're only going to look forwards. 2021, it's looking up. It's going to be great. Magically, everything's going to get better. We're not going to have to hear terms like sedition or domestic terrorist. But what is the likelihood of that? <laughs> It'll be great. Yes. <laughs> so instead of all that, uh, we're we're actually, by looking forward, I figured, in a way, this is going to be kind of a kicking it. <laughs> Paul said we're early. <laughs> <laughs> new year, new rules, baby. Uh, we're kind of going to be kicking it old school because we're going to uh, talk about a comic book movie and some Doctor Who. So by looking forward, we're actually looking backwards to a movie that came out at Christmas. (laughs) Yes, yes, this is true. All right, so real quick to hit the comments. It's been, this is three weeks? We only missed two, but it felt like a month it's yeah. it's so weird we used to record once a month and that was the show and now if we skip two weeks it's like it's been so long since we've done Grolix. Yeah. <laughs> savannah said what's up y'all and she also said no we aren't going to look forward okay i i understand uh and paul said 2021 the year of fun how is it going guys it's good to good good to be back yeah um Paul, New Year's gift to you. There's no Snyder Cut news. I'm we may maybe we'll meander over to some related topics, but I've got no Snyder Cut for you. It's truly a new year. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, Melanie. Yes. How are, you, how are you guys doing? What's new? What's going on? You watch anything interesting? Get anything cool for, for Christmas? Man, it's been ages. Oh, I got something cool for Christmas. It's right. What is that? It's a red, white, and blue fanny pack. i literally got that in the morning and then we watched you know what we're going to talk about tonight that'll be a collector's item be like it's a relic what's that kids will ask that was an experiment that went wrong (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i can carry stuff (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that is the height of american civilization the the fl- u.s flag fanny pack yeah. <laughs> i don't have any pa- i don't have any uh pockets in these running shorts whatever shall i do pocket and paul said the I'm benefit the benefit of taking two weeks off he was all over the news while you were on break i'm not sure which he you're talking about i'm gonna assume since it's Grolix. You're talking about Zack Snyder, and you're right. He was all over the news. This time last week, I was like, oh, there's so much Snyder cut news. I can't wait. And this week, I'm like, screw it. I don't don't care. I don't care. (laughs) Snyder cut. Snyder. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Savannah said she's watched Promising Young Woman, which I think Melanie might have something to talk to say about as well. Yeah, I watched Promising Young Woman with Savannah, and um, it was it was really interesting. It's not the same at all, but it has a similar flavor to um, Hard Candy, if you've ever seen Hard Candy. But basically, it's a, a woman who pretends to be vulnerable so that men will t- take advantage of her so that she can just basically scare the crap out of them. No, no, um, no, no, no. no. We're, we're looking forward. <laughs> no more <laughs> than And then, but then it gets a little more extreme as the movie goes on. Right. But it's, you know, it was a good movie. It's not like, it does not, it's not gentle about any of the topics that it covers, which, you know, would include like basically rape, but you know, like, and, 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 more so like consent issues like if i'm not conscious i can't give consent correct that kind of a thing <laughs> sorry did you Paul. just read paul's comment yes, yeah. I did. that's we're, we're we're moving on oh yeah we're not okay. we're looking forward <laughs> we're not looking back at paul's comment no we're not okay so so uh, yeah but i would recommend it it's pretty good if you're at least if you're a woman i don't know if you're a man you get make it scared randall and i had a conversation about this and one of the reasons probably that i love randall amongst many is that we, we were discussing this kind of thing. And there's a part in there where, where the met guys are like, this is a, a man's worst nightmare being accused. And the woman's like, Oh really? Well, what do you think a woman's worst nightmare is? Yeah. And, you know? <laughs> and my thought on that is like, again, yeah. maybe I've just been sheltered. I've never once been worried about that. I've never in my life been worried about being accused of yeah. such a thing. Right. Uh, maybe I just somehow have avoided situations where that's possible. Honestly, though, hasn't really come up too many times in my life. So, right. Like, that's because you're a decent person, though. <laughs> right. Which is why, you know, like I said, one of the reasons I love you. <laughs> well, in my mind, that's just like, whatever. We, we, we're looking forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a political show, by the way. No. No, no. No. Even though we are the type of people that could just walk into, I don't know, like the Capitol building and probably walk out <laughs> with a podium or something. I might know. say that's just our privilege. I would say so. God. No. Do we... <laughs> we went there. And we're definitely not going to get into any of those type topics when we talk about Wonder Woman or... Why would Actually, we? Doctor Who wasn't too bad about it. Like, it, Doctor Who doesn't touch on things too heavy. Except no, it does. It brought does. a woman in it. No, well, no. And, they, and they brought back their right, and they brought back their Trump analog character, but right, no. and their Dalek sard. Oh my god! Yeah, the, yeah, we got the proud Daleks. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think you just coined that, right? Did you just coin I that? Did. I did. You did. Yeah, you heard it here, folks. Hey, the proud Daleks. Stand back. Stand down. Go home. I love you. <laughs> Brandon, forever. Brandon, it is good to see you. Hey-oh. He says too yeah. soon, too soon. That is, it, yeah, it, it really is. is. We're looking forward. <laughs> that, yep. That's the episode title. We're looking forward. <laughs> Savannah also said she had never watched Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit movies, and she binged the crap out of them. Yeah, over over Christmas time, she did. She watched all of them, and not even just like them like four hour versions of each of them so she spent like, like at least 12 hours on on the lord of the rings i know 
That's I don't insane. know what cut that is, but I yeah, I, I was like, dang, girl. Curious, like what order did she watch them in? Like chronological uh, order of release, or did they go? Did she yeah, go she did, Hobbit? She did, she did Lord of the Rings before the Hobbit. I haven't watched the Hobbit movies. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, I haven't either, but I've read the books, so. My impression from people's opinions is that you should, I mean, if you've never watched any of them, probably start with not those. Yeah, I would agree. I would start with the Lord of the Rings movies, personally, yeah. just because the like, dwarves look like dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like if you've got a kid who's never seen Star Wars, don't start them on the prequels. Right, in my yeah. opinion, yeah. <laughs> so it's just not a story that works as well told in chronological order. <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine like jumping from like the Darth Maul uh, lightsaber fight, and then what was it like the <laughs> episode three lightsaber fight? For all the problems with that movie, that lightsaber fight is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then you go to Obi Wan versus Vader. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> it's it's basically. <laughs> that's it brando says orlando bloom older in prequels funny uh i'm not sure which i i am not super familiar with star wars prequels or any of the lord of the rings movies other than the last one has 17 endings and I, it was unbearable to sit through especially when i was like i don't care about this i was not along <laughs> for the whole journey <laughs> Orlando Bloom and uh, like the Hobbit. The Hobbit was filmed way later, right? Okay, okay. So, um, I can't. I know. I know who Orlando Bloom is, but I can't picture him in my head. And I, I just think he's very pretty. Legolas, the mm. blonde hair. <gasps> oh, okay. He is pretty. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's, let's he's get a some. pretty boy. I haven't seen him in ages since he's aged very well. Is he? Or at least I don't know how old these pictures are, but like this is younger Orlando Bloom, right? Right. And yeah. I'm assuming this is older. No, it's the same. He's the same. He's, a <laughs> He's robot. the same. It's actually Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> He's aged well. Yeah, his sure. his his facial hair just grows more distinguished. That's how you can tell he's older. Right. Right. That's the best God, way who's he it. turning into? He's turning into someone. He does look like someone else now, and I can't yeah. picture him. Mm-hmm. Not quite Robert Downey Jr., but like mm-hmm. I'm on the right track with that. Like Seacrest, maybe? I don't know. He's turning into Orion Seacrest, who is also never aging. So Savannah says he knocked up Katy Perry. The more you know. <laughs> the more you know. Sure. Looking forward. <laughs> um, yes, Melanie? He, no, Paul said the gay elf, and that makes you want to play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> um, some things that we've watched since doing the show, I think. Um, so Melanie and I were going to sit down, and we were going to watch Mank, which is a movie on Netflix by directed by David Fincher. It's about the writer of Citizen Kane, which was considered by, we'll say, just say, the American Film Institute forever as the greatest film of all time. Right. And shot in black and white looked very interesting to me. Um, Score by Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor using period appropriate uh, instruments, which I was very intrigued by. Uh, We started watching it and Melanie's like, I don't know what Citizen Kane is. I've never watched it. Is it this movie with this Russian assassin? I was like, no. (laughs) And then I was like... 
no, like, no, not an assassin. He was a serial. He was a, no, he was a serial killer. Oh, she was thinking, what was it? Citizen Citizen X. X. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, wait, so do you know what the twist is? I was like, Rosebud, do you know what Rosebud is? And she's like, no. And I'm like, it's not very often that you find somebody that doesn't know what the Citizen Kane twist is. So I was like, well, Citizen Kane is streaming. I think it was on HBO Max. I was like, well, let's just, I'll put that on at the beginning so you can kind of see like, especially the opening scene to me is like the most visually striking. So I was like, just a couple, like five minutes, just five minutes. And you can kind of see what, you know, why people are like, well, it's the greatest movie, which is not necessarily an opinion I hold. We ended up just watching Citizen Kane. It's very right. long, but yeah. So we didn't watch Mank. We watched we, Citizen Kane. We haven't watched Mank yet. Um, Melanie, what did you think of Citizen Kane? Um, it was long. <laughs> it felt really long. Um, I guess the twist was okay. Uh, it, it's it's kind of though. It is kind of the kind of thing where you're like, so I just watched all of this for that, you know, for that that little payoff, whatever. Um, but it, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't really bad or anything. It was, and I'm sure it was, I can see how it would have been, would have been revolutionary at the time because it was very pretty, very like had really awesome shots. Um, and, and being as old as it is that I can see where they're coming from, but it, you know, the story itself is not. Yeah. This is only gripping. This, this was only the second time I've ever watched the whole thing. It is. Um, in my opinion, it's all what it's trying to explore with this person with like a person's life is kind of interesting, but it's all style. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of all style for me. Um, and when I watched it when I was younger, like a teen, maybe, uh, and I was like, yeah, film. Um, I, I was like, I, I don't that movie is overrated. I don't really care for it. I enjoyed it much more this time. There's still like I still feel like it's mostly style over substance, but uh, it's got some pretty cool stuff in it. Like I get it. I would don't know if I could have if I would put it as the greatest film of all time for like a hundred years. Whatever, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to bring it up because uh, Citizen Kane. We got some. I mean, yeah, how often do you watch Citizen Kane? So we're we're yeah. looking forward to Citizen Kane. It's yeah. not. It's not at all what I thought it was. Honestly, I mean, I'd heard of Citizen Kane before. Obviously, it's it, the name comes up often, and so I knew it was a, a popular movie, but I wasn't sure. I didn't necessarily think it was that Russian thing, although that was a citizen, I guess, a citizen something. And I knew it was a really good movie, and I thought that was a really good movie. But um, but I like crime stuff, so there you go. Um, but uh, I knew it was, I just I knew it was about some person who was famous for some reason and in that in that i mean it it is about a person who's famous they just changed his name for the movie but you know wait right am i wrong there isn't that isn't that about some like famous right it's a fictional story but they were so the story goes uh really it was a parody of sorts of the owner of rko studios which Mm -hmm. they were making the movie for and of course, the most dangerous letters in the uh, in the alphabet, RKO. Really? Yeah. Randy K. Orton. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, had to go wrestling there. We can get off. Listen, we could get off Citizen Kane because this ain't gonna get us no. Oh, this guy's no, gonna yeah. get RKO'd out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is okay. How about this though, Orson Welles? 
because even if you're not super familiar with Orson Welles, like you might have seen some of memes he's been featured in. And if you love Pinky and the Brain, you love Orson Welles because yeah. Brain is Orson Welles in Orson Welles' uh, impersonation, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Essentially, yeah. That before you started drinking? These? No, Brain. Before uh, oh. Orson Welles did <laughs> those commercials. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Those commercials. Oh, man. Yeah. That was something to think, I was thinking about while watching this because this was fairly early. And even though you see him, he's playing this character like he's got, in my opinion, he's got charisma. He's got an amazing voice. I wish I had an Orson Welles voice. Everyone would be listening to the oh, show yeah. right now if, if if I had an Orson Welles voice. Um, <laughs> but but uh, he's got charisma and you can tell he's younger and like you can tell he's probably full of energy and very young in his career. And then just thinking about that old Orson Welles falling asleep because he's passed out doing this wine commercial falling asleep sleep on the set just hammered it's mm-hmm. like, oh, dude i mean i guess life does it to all of us but that's rough man that's real yeah, rough. yeah. well wells orson orson wells mixed with vincent price that's oh, kind of bra- brain brain yeah i see that got a little bit of that vincent price to him for sure both awesome do you think yeah. if we had just like weird voices that would draw people like not that, necessarily. I mean, they like, can do that, but <laughs> I don't know that it would work. That on its own, no. Actually, I seen an interesting post because I'm in a bunch of like podcast Facebook groups and stuff, uh-huh. and just somebody asking about um, if your tone of voice makes that big of a difference to like your listenership. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't really get involved in the post, but it got me thinking. I was like, there are shows I'll listen to to where it's like that voice sucks. It's unfortunate that you're doing a pod. I mean, it's unfortunate that like you have that voice and you're like committed to the podcast thing, which is rare because most voices are fine. They're just voices, but occasionally you'll hear one. You're like, Ooh, uh, it's usually the more like, ah, man, this kind of, you know, nerd voice, you know, <laughs> in yeah. my opinion. Um, but you know what, if they're entertaining to listen to, I don't think I've ever been that put off by a voice. I think I worry less. I mean, not me personally, even though I do think I have to sound really nasally and I hate it and I wish I couldn't, but I guess when I don't, I sound like a Muppet, but, but I worry more about you guys, honestly, because you have very soothing voices to me. And I'm like, I hope nobody's like passing out listening to this because it's just like, it's like having Morgan Freeman or something, you know? I mean, not not necessarily (laughs) that bad, but, but you know, like listening to us talk and then and but you guys are just like oh, blah 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 blah. Yeah, we like, get into our Barry White lows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Grillix podcast. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's why I have to start the show screaming. Welcome to Grillix nights. Like everything's just a jolt, just to be like it's happening. Yeah. And hopefully, hoping that'll just maintain them through two hours. <laughs> so we don't just put them to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> But okay, I'm sorry. That was a enough digress. Um, other along since this kind of started as like Netflix movies, uh, Melanie and I watched The Old Guard, and then similar, I watched on my own Project Power. I did, yeah, I didn't watch that one yet. Uh, The Old Guard is Charlize Theron, which is why we watched it because Melanie. I have a little bit of a girl crush. Sorry. And uh, they're like, it's got to be based on a manga or a comic book or something. I bet it's a comic book. I almost, I kind of guarantee it, which makes it more appropriate to talk about, I think. Um, But it's basically, they're like, she's one of 
four or five mercenaries, but they're like immortal mercenaries that just go around and do things. And somehow it's good for humanity, I guess. Well, or is it like, that's her whole questioning. That is her whole questioning, but you know what? You were brought it up before, like the, the, the whole guard thing, but from what, from watching the movie, you know, and then, and then thinking about it, I don't think that that's necessarily like they're like, they were just born and they were immortal. And then somebody was like, you know what? We should all get together. And then they like formed this little group, but I don't think it was necessarily always that way. And and I think she probably had a lot of influence in that also, it seems. Um, so it was based on a comic book. It was based on a comic book of the same name by Greg Rucka, who also actually wrote the um, script, which is, I like to see that. That's good. Yeah. What is it with immortals and having to kill people? Like, uh, vampires like to kill people that makes sense because they're literally their food the highlander they yeah, they he's like you can live forever so i'm gonna make sure none of you live very long at all right um yeah my whole thing was like so you, you feel like you've been put here like you're some type of almost magical spirit or like a i don't know whatever not an mm-hmm. angel but you're here for some divine purpose mm-hmm and you decide to take your immortality and be mercenaries for hire. And then you're wondering why you don't feel good about your do impact on humanity. I kind of do get it though, because, because you're saying like, these are people or whatever, the, the way it was set up in, to me, it seems like they were really choosy about it. So it was like extreme circumstances where they're like, we'd be saving innocent people in a place where nobody else is going to, because they're going to murder everybody, but we can't die. So it makes sense to me. It makes sense to me that that would be a thing that they would choose. Because what else are you going to do? Just get drunk every day? I mean, you know, do something good with your life if you're going to be there for m- millennia. No, but you become you bec- you started you become a Rockefeller or whatever it is. People are all paranoid that you know they're super <sighs> rich and they're like they're actually pulling the strings. You become that because no. you're immortal. No. And if you want to like actually have some type of direct I- visible impact on humanity as a whole you don't just be a random mercenary. I can get where that might be good, but like I can never be... die. So everyone else must, yeah, and I must that's... surround my never ending existence with death Yeah, by my own hands. I'm just saying I, I liked it a little bit. And I, I think if I were immortal rather than hoard a bunch of money, I would rather keep people from being evil to each other by Dying, and if I needed to, killing somebody. But whatever. Uh, no, I got you. I, it, I, I, I feel the the central concept of, of it is a bit flawed. Is all. I'm sorry. I've like got all stuttery, but I'm like, I'm sorry. I just remembered. Hey, I should probably do all my pimpage things that I haven't <laughs> done yet. <laughs> Real quick, I mentioned Project Power. Uh, mm-hmm. This I kind of liked more than the Old Guard. It's not perfect. The Old Guard. My big thing is like. It's just like there's some cool action. It's, it's, it gets bloody because they can kind of regenerate. So, like, they get a, a little gory with it. But it, it's otherwise just like kind of some bland looking mercenaries skulking around in areas. It's like that's dull. It's boring. Anyway, Project Power is Jamie Foxx and JGL, who I don't think we've talked about in a long time, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Dominique Fishback. Fishback is an unfortunate last name, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, but 
it's a little cheesy because it's basically like there's a pill that's being pushed out on the streets mm-hmm. that gives people for five minutes a random superpower. It's whatever happens to be hard coded in their DNA. Oh, you know um, what? I, I actually think I did watch this. Really? Yeah, but not recently, like uh, a month or so ago. Maybe two. Paul has an interesting thought on what we were just talking about. Well, if you think about it, an immortal's life would be surrounded by death, so taking the bull by the horns kind of makes sense. Yes. But they're also they're, they're immortal cowboys. Immortal cowboys? <laughs> would they have become immortal when they were cowboys? Because like if it was before cowboys, well, those are some it, trendsetters. It, 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 was was they were cowboys. They were the first cowboys. They're like, Doctor, like immortals are usually the first of something. They're like Doctor Who, where people are like pets and you know they love them, but they're so fleeting. So whatever. Thank you. Um but Project Power, yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It's not amazing, but I, I was kind of intrigued by it. I don't, I, I feel conflicted about kind of the core message because really our main character, who I'm assuming is played by a Dominic Fishback. Is <laughs> that name's always going to be funny. Always. <laughs> she never spoiler she never takes the like she's kind of dealing the pills but she never takes them because she's worried because literally for some people they'll take it and just like their heart will explode or some random thing because it's like yeah it's just like forcing a mutation that's not always desirable Mm -hmm. so the the moral is that like well everybody's kind of got their own superpower you just got to find yours you got to find your skill what you're good at is it inside of you all along kind of but (laughs) my beef is like hers was rapping and i was like i know i'm getting old and this is some old man crap to say (laughs) it's not good to hedge your bets on something like that especially if like her she's an introvert who had trouble performing in front of people or anything like that and it's like you might be good at riding them Mm -hmm. but i wouldn't like hedge your entire future on becoming a famous rapper or a rock star or mm-hmm. whatever else mm-hmm. because I'm an old man and I'm jaded like that now. Yeah. Cause I ain't no rock star. I'm not a famous film director. I'm a dude talking about this crap on the internet. Well, not <laughs> all- history is fickle. Red man, Wu-Tang forever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But not only that, but look at, Look at some of the actually like people who did make it that were great and they're still touring because they don't make enough money being a rock star and they that's all they have. So they have to keep doing it into their like 80s or 90s or, or well, I don't know how for the long people tour, but you know, they still have to do it to make money. So even even if you do make it, it doesn't mean you've made it for life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What if you had one shot? There's a one chance. I don't know. Hey, is that, you gotta go. Is, is, I, I is that a movie tag? Because <laughs> uh, I, I don't know how that whole thing goes. Otherwise, yeah. I'd follow up. Follow oh, yeah. up. Jesse um, Keeper. Sorry, Jesse Keeper said Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai. <laughs> um, we finished the first season of Cobra Kai, and then Randy said he couldn't watch any more of it with me. So I'll have to watch it on my own. No, if you are going to continue watching it, I will watch it with you. Okay. We did finish the first season, and uh-huh. I didn't have a problem watching it with you. I wanted to, I, 
I'm the only reason you were watching it because yeah. I was like, hey, you want to watch Cobra, another episode of Cobra Kai? And you're like, I guess. Um, <laughs> and then at the end, like, because Melanie has a way of complaining about a thing, that <laughs> it's a thing that I don't really care for that much. It automatically makes me want to defend that thing right. and makes made the experience unpleasant. And what I said was not that I couldn't watch it with you. It's I don't enjoy watching this with you. If this is <laughs> so, we don't have to continue watching this. <laughs> yes, it's true, and it's because I. It's because everything that I do, or everything that I watch, I should say, I do review like I'm on Grawlix, where I'm like, let me tell you everything wrong with this. First. Oh, and they, uh, those two, and Hello. then yeah. and then maybe I'll give you a couple good things. First, I got to complain about a whole bunch. <laughs> which we'll get to later. <laughs> so. Yeah. Sorry, I was muted for a moment. Um, okay, I, I was wondering what was wrong. <laughs> I think that's pretty much... Uh, I made the mistake of watching Thor Ragnarok the day before we watched <gasps> Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, no. No wonder. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No wonder. Yep. No wonder woman. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but I finally made my mom watch it. I've been on like every time I go, I'd be like, you watch, watch Thor Ragnarok. And we were over there for Christmas Eve. Yes, I went to my mom's house. I'm sorry, but we're, we're none of us are sick. So it was okay. And there were not very many people there either. Right. Um, right. We didn't, we like, we used to have a more like the extended family thing. We don't, we didn't do that this year. But it was late. Melanie was definitely tired and ready to go home. I could tell my mom was getting tired. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, let's, I'll just put up Thor Ragnarok on for five minutes. We'll just start it. Just the beginning. Just see the beginning. Can yeah. I just bring up real quick again? Isn't that what happened with? Yeah. That yeah. Was, it was it, not. It, a, it, I feel like. This is I, game, yeah. I feel like just for five minutes is like Randy's. Never mind. Never mind. I'm not going to say I know. Yeah. yeah. Just the, <laughs> just the uh, intro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just the intro. Just the intro. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I need to log Phantasm on here, man. I mean, we I've been making Melanie watch Phantasm. We've watched the first three. Oh, yeah. Hey. Oh. Yeah. We watched Phantasm three last night. Mm-hmm. I, I agreed I to watch them. So it's not like you were forcing me. I, I agreed right. to watch them. I found Phantasm for like, I don't know, like three bucks or something on Blu-ray. And I'm like, so I haven't haven't revisited it yet, but I'm like, it's it's up there. And I'm like, I should do that. But it's not a movie that Holly's going to care about at all. Like she'll actively like not enjoy it. So it'll be like watching Cobra Kai with Melanie. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It's not even that. It's like I don't. It's not like I don't enjoy it. It's just I get so angry at people. Yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah. Oh, and, that, yeah. and I get it. I get it. There's plenty to get angry at in that mm-hmm. show. So many characters that are like, "Oh, dude, I would punch you." And honestly, I like <laughs> I think we <laughs> even. I think we even, I even told you, Melanie, when we were having this, this this slightly spirited discussion afterwards, I was like, you're not wrong in what you're saying. In fact, these are all points that I think I discussed and had criticisms of when we talked about it way back in the day with Dustin on oh, yeah. a random episode that me, uh, Jesse and Dustin did because mm-hmm. um, it was the end of, it was just, you know, first season. So it wasn't wrong. It's just like... <laughs> your tone it's like oh that's oh i don't feel like it deserves that tone though <laughs> 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 that's okay 
Okay. I, I get, I can see that. Yeah. No, it's all good though. And it wasn't, listen, we've had, we've had way more venomous conversations <laughs> along those lines that just went to the point where, what was it? Watchmen, the Watchmen <laughs> series, which we both liked a lot. Mm-hmm. We got in the uh, yelling fights about at the end. <laughs> and we liked the show. It wasn't that. It, we were more talking about the customer, the customer, the, the character of Dr. Manhattan. And we got into like, like screaming <laughs> a, a, a relationship point of view. Like, I feel like I might have got a little hurt during that. So I was like, this is, why are we fighting about freaking Dr. Manhattan? <laughs> <laughs> why are we and why are we why have we somehow brought our relationship into this conversation on a goddamn character comic Maybe, book character? But you know how it goes. We got into a fight about like a spoon once or something that was ridiculous. It just happens that way. <laughs> a spoon, yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey Jesse, you watch anything? Wait, you haven't watched anything else? Watch anything uh, interesting? Go, go for Kai from season three, oh, which God. was awesome. And uh and then I actually literally before we started recording, I finished um, part four of Sabrina. Oh, <sighs> oh, guys. <laughs> okay, there's a reason you didn't make it through season three. Um, yeah, I've I've never went back I, to season three. I made it, and it wasn't it was entertaining. I will say it was at least entertaining. But but yeah, yeah. God, that's so a sad. Lot of though. After two, it, they really really disappointing because it it did seem so promising at first. Or maybe maybe not even at first, like it took a minute, but then I was like, okay, yeah, you know what? This could be something good, even though I didn't really want to watch it or care for it, care for it at first. But then I was like, yeah, no, this could this could be decent. So to hear that, that's that's super disappointing. It had such great it had such great uh horror notes to it in the beginning, in the way it was shot and the music and all that. And then uh and then halfway through they turned it into Riverdale. And, uh, and this last season, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil anything for anybody that hasn't watched it because it's still relatively new. But there's there's some fun stuff. I'm not gonna lie. There's some fun stuff in there, and there's one one or two episodes in particular that I'm like, you know, you could skip everything else and just watch these because you kind of got to see how they handle it because um, they go super meta in a fun way, and and that's that's where I'll leave it. But the ending, the very final episode, and this is, we're talking, this is the final episode for this series. Forever. Forever. And it's like, it was meandery, it was weird, and then it just like dropped off, like suddenly, and then it did a weird thing at the end, which was like, whoa, and that was the (laughs) last, last, last scene of the series. And I'm like, wait, did they just... Huh, that was a strange choice. Really? Mm, that has me intrigued. Do they go like a Lovecraft on it at all? Because it seemed like they were going to go that way in this in the third season. Oh, I can I can tell you that without without it being too spoilery. Yeah, the whole final uh season is about the Eldritch terrors. Oh, okay. Well, that makes me more interested than I was before, actually. So and you know what? The se- the fourth season started off strong and i was like oh maybe they're course correcting and then they started singing and i was like ah crap nope yeah <laughs> sorry can i read paul's yeah they, they stephen king to the ending oh god yeah that's what i was just looking at the comments 
weird ending. It's so weird. And Savannah said, I loved Sabrina the first season, but after that, it was garbage. Yeah, I mean, I definitely didn't have to look this term up to make sure I wasn't using it wrong and sounding like an old man, and I'm using it slightly wrong. Um, I was a hardcore stan for the first season of Sabrina. It won me over so hard because I was like, oh, I'm kind of curious, you know, whatever. It's probably going to suck. And I loved it. And I was like, you know what? This show shouldn't be great, but it's great. You you got to go watch it. And then they they treat me wrong. They did they, they did me wrong. What, and what, they, everyone, to be fair. What, where, what is me. sorry? What does Stan mean? It, uh, Stan kind of uh, it seems like it originated out of the K-pop fandom. And it's when you're a when you're a stan for so and so, it's basically a like overzealous fan for a celebrity mostly. Was it, was it because of the Eminem song, or was that like referencing a K-pop thing? I'm assuming which came first. Which which came first, the chicken or the Eminem? <laughs> I don't know. I hadn't considered Eminem in the equation at all. I just like th- listen. The whole K-pop thing is beyond me. It, oh, yeah. I. I I get that there's like it's huge. There's a huge the fans of of it do things online that mm-hmm. actually have weird impacts on political stuff and such. They buy all the every people's merch should like I don't know, just weird things. You hear crazy stories. Or they don't buy it, they leave it in their carts. That's so the that. thing. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Like, yeah, they I mean the, groups of K pop fans will organize and do kind of like interesting, cool things. Uh, I'm assuming they're all very young people and I don't the K-pop. I do know. I don't appreciate K-pop be in that they know they will everything that's trending, every hashtag on Twitter, if it's trending, they will take it over. So you'll be like, Oh, hashtag this. What's that? I want to see what, what are the people talking about? And then you click and it's like totally unrelated K-pop posts. It's like, no, no, stop it. Get out of here. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. We should. Or, is there more that we've watched, or should we move on? We should probably move on. Yeah. We're 40, okay. about 40 minutes in. We're yeah. still talking. Okay. okay. Yeah. I've, got, I've got a lot to say about World or not World we've War. Got, we, you know, we've watched a lot of things in the last two weeks. We actually right. had, time. Um, we had time to do it. Yeah. yeah. I actually did watch a bunch, but I'm not, I don't want to bring any more up. So that's good. Um, and I keep calling it World War 84, but. Kind of fair. That, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's not an accident because it kind of is at the end. Um, yeah. So we're going to talk about Wonder Woman 1984, which was released in 2019. There's not going to be anything confusing about that title in the future when you're trying to catalog it. Um, we, I'm assuming Jesse, you too, but I don't know. Melanie and I watched this on HBO Max. We did not go out to the theater to watch this. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, watched it at home. Last thing we did on Christmas night, yeah, Christmas and I, Day night. And I must say, I am very glad I didn't have to spend any extra money on this movie. Uh, this Okay, so I think the internet's reaction to this movie surprised me. Because it is overwhelmingly not one overwhelming direction. I feel like there's a lot of negative stuff about it. But it's also, like, not all negative. And that's kind of how I feel about it in general. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I'm bewildered. For some reason, I was. I feel like a lot of people, including myself, and I don't know why, was kind of hyped for this movie. And maybe that's part of why there's such a conflicting reaction to it. But um, I was not especially hyped for this movie. 
But that does not surprise me, though. <laughs> I was not really hyped for this movie, and not just because of the obvious DC reasons, uh, because they have they can't make a good movie to save themselves. Um, but also, I didn't really care for. Uh, maybe everybody can be mad at me. I didn't especially care for the first Wonder Woman movie, and Wonder Woman was my least favorite. Not my least favorite. One of my least favorite parts of the first movie. Um, so I didn't really have high hopes for this movie because one of my one of my most favorite parts to me died in the first movie. So my hopes weren't very high, and I was still disappointed. So yeah, that's how I feel about the whole thing. How about you guys? Jesse, you go ahead and go first, <laughs> or you go you go next. Be- okay. Intentionally, I'm intentionally choosing you because I know you're kind of the on the other end of it. I'm I'm actually right. super excited for this conversation because. And I don't, so I don't want you to shy away from if, you know, if you really enjoyed it, how much you enjoyed it, because I think we have the full spectrum. I'm just going to go ahead and spoil that I'm towards the bottom, but still in the middle. Right. So I, uh, yeah, no, I, I generally had a favorable opinion of the movie. Um, I don't know. And maybe it was just like the vibe of the day, uh, and the matched the vibe of the movie kind of thing. It was like kind of nice to watch a new movie. Um, maybe I just, maybe I didn't have any expectations. I don't know what my expectations were. And it kind of feels like DC movies have been going this way since like justice league, you know, you got the, the Whedon cut <laughs> that everyone loves so much um, was, was getting, was getting more into this cult kind of like humorous campy, um, and, and I know that word's gonna <laughs> come up later. Um, yeah. If it was, it started delving into this campy territory. And it, re- I mean, like it started with uh, probably um, immediately, probably with uh, Aquaman. You know, like Momoa's Aquaman oh, is I'm where this, uh, where I feel like this all started, and maybe the Flash. But like, we started getting a lot more of that, my man, that kind of thing. And then you get the Aquaman movie, which is a hundred percent that brotastic charm that he has and then uh and then we wind up here and uh and this is this is like maybe in that her story and it's in a weird campy time in american history you know maybe, maybe that's my problem because i didn't watch any of the aquaman movies even though jason momoa is gorgeous i didn't watch any of them and so maybe i just didn't get a feel for that camp that's supposed to be there perhaps because yeah yeah i went from a couple bad movies and then Wonder Woman into Wonder Woman eighty four, right? So i i am in the I am in the camp that liked this movie, but also I'm not I'm I'm in the camp that likes this movie and also recognizes it's not like high art. It's mm-hmm. not like it's a, a perfectly well made film. It's more like it's more like not even Stranger Things, but it's like a for me it's like a time capsule. When I think about the movies of that era, when I think about like super the Superman movie which actually came out in like 78 or 79 or something. But when I think about superhero movies of that time, it's like a pot. It feels like a pastiche. It feels like an homage to that time. It feels like an homage to that era. It, and so some of the things that make absolutely no sense make total sense to me because it's like, I'm seeing Christopher Reeves flying through the air with Lois Lane and she's saying some God awful cheesy nonsense about being in love and hand in hand with a God and, and all this kind of nonsense. And then uh, Richard Pryor's 
doing crazy stuff with the weather and it's just nonsense and gene hackman's turning uh, a a piece of superman's hair into a nuclear clone like all sorts of i mean like that's that's superhero stuff from the 80s so my brain goes okay we're shutting off and we're just going <laughs> to right. that's what i did okay okay so I really liked some aspects of it. I liked a lot to do with the villain. I actually liked the like the conflict, the plot, this ridiculous kind of fantasy concept of this wishing stone. I actually liked a lot of that, which I feel is kind of campy. I think some of the other things, though, and this is why you mentioned camp, because I, I, I threw I had a comment and I threw camp in quotations, but you're not the only one I've heard refer to it as camp. There's a my the flaws in this movie. I can't just write off of oh like as oh it's camp. It's saccharine. It is superficially, artificially, intentionally like trying for like hopeful blah blah blah. And it's like it's what you mean when Chris Pine is flying an invisible spoilers by the way when he's flying an invisible jet through fireworks. (laughs) You mean that's not that's yeah. I'm like yeah let's. I, camp? During while we were watching it, I'm like, "Oh yeah, let's fly to some explosions." That's smart. Lie, like this is like, oh my god, holy cow, over the top. It disingenuous. That's the term. Yeah. It feels disingenuous. Okay, so I appreciate, like, in terms of it taking place in the '80s, I appreciate kind of the look of it because they. I mean, it's it's hyper '80s in the setting and the outfits. And it's not necessarily like the synth wave or strange. Well, stranger things doesn't always do it either, but like the throwback cool elements of the eighties, there's a lot of not cool looking outfits and characters. Like it's the kind of ugly eighties too. Right. So I appreciated that. Something I hadn't even thought about though. There's no like contemporary music at all, but it's weird to do a movie, do night wonder woman 84 and not have a single eighties song anywhere yeah yeah anywhere which is really strange but maybe that's the point maybe she's like well just because she being you know patty uh jenkins jenkins maybe that's the point she's like i don't want it to be just like another latch onto the 80s blah 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 and just throw a bunch of pop music she she want to captain marvel that and throw a 90s girl power song right there in the fight scene for no apparent reason so i guess i kind of appreciate that but like at least give us something Give us one. The trailer sold me on that weird cover remix of, uh, is it New World Order or whatever? I don't remember what song it was or what group it was, but it felt disingenuous. It does try to do the Superman style camp with that opening scene, not not the the second opening scene, which is an article I read that like she's like they wanted me to cut one of those openings and I'm not I wasn't gonna do it and it's like. Maybe that's part of the problem with the story here. Anyway, where she saves, like she stops the robbery. Yeah, saves the little kid at the mall. Saves the little kid at the mall. I was kind of hating it. I was like, Mm -hmm. it's fine that they're doing that, but something about the execution, I was like, oh, I don't like like, it. It felt like the fight scene at the beginning of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, Also, a mall. 
so I was kind of half and half. I was like, there are there were parts where I was like, I hate it. Something about it just doesn't feel right. I don't. It, it's it's not gelling. Some of it was fine. The effects are awful. Yes. They look fine. The compositing's fine. CGI is fine. Their mm-hmm. animators suck at like physics. No, anytime somebody's feet leave, leave the ground, reality like it, like it's just physics doesn't exist. Not no. like in a charming uh, crouching tiger and dragon kind of way either. No, no, yeah, exactly. If it was actual wire work where it's a little janky and you're like, it's wire work. I get it. Yeah, Spider Man exists, and I get that physics is a bigger deal for if you're doing a Spider Man movie, but like. They can make it work. If you're swinging by a rope or a lasso or you're jumping through the air, it shouldn't look that weird. And it always mm-hmm. looks weird. Any mm-hmm. character that leaves the ground. Because mm-hmm. um, her lasso somehow works like a bungee cord. <laughs> somehow. It's mm-hmm. right, like, right. Touches a thing and then... <laughs> yeah. And there's just no sense of like weight and momentum just doesn't work right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there were there were some things where I was like... The, when they steal the invisible jet with Chris and with Chris Pine, I enjoyed, you know, because I think Jenna, who I don't think is watching tonight, but Jenna in the comments in the Facebook group, uh, Facebook yeah. group slash group slash Garlic Podcast, um, had said something about like that line he gives, like, "Well, what the s bomb, Diana?" That's a funny moment, but then you're like, "Yeah, but." What the S bomb, Diana? What was she actually thinking? How how is that something that she felt she should actually do? Yeah, let's go steal a jet from an active Air Force base. I don't have the right. They're gonna try to shoot us down. Let's do it. A Wonder Woman. I could I could give some uh, add to that, but I'll wait for my turn. But, okay, so here's though where the movie lost me. The world was perfect the way it was. No, no, it wasn't. It yeah. wasn't Diana because that's not that's not just being hopeful. That's like a false naivete, and it's like you've been around since you've been through two world wars, or yeah, it, yeah, it was both of them because the first one set in the first world war. Mm-hmm. And I get that. I get that. Like I don't know, maybe that's the '80s thing, but no, the world was not perfect in the '80s. If anything, embrace like. We can make the world better, but we have to do it right. It, not the world was perfect. I'm sure there's a lot of people in a lot of countries that would disagree with you on that. And so that's, I think, where it kind of nailed what was wrong with the movie. It's the whole idea of, and this is ties into the major theme of what bothers me about it is, and I know I'm looking, I know it's a comic book movie. Like, I get it. I know a lot of people, yeah. are like, you just, you just, why are you looking that far into it? Because that's what we do. So she makes such a big deal about like, no, we don't kill him. You know, because when Chris is like gonna fight, he grabs a gun. He's like, no, don't kill anybody. She makes a point to like a, a guard gets flown across the room. She's got to slide a chair over so he doesn't slam into the door. Listen, he's still slamming into something hard. So uh, nice try, though, I guess. Mm-hmm. At the same time, Chris or Pine, I, I use his the actor's name like it's his the character's name, Steve. Trevor, yeah, um, possesses a man's body. Oh my god, yeah, over his life. Oh man, they never once discussed this. No, yeah, they did some stuff like let's talk about consent. They have, yeah, yeah, she has sex with him as when he's in this other guy's body. 
Uh-huh. He, he has apparently just been living there for a couple weeks now. Mm-hmm. This he is never a- once discussed. Like she doesn't give him up. She doesn't res- total spoilers. She doesn't give him up. She doesn't take back her wish because it's wrong that she brought him back and that he took over this guy's life. There's never a mention of that. That is never even touched on, which is, in my opinion, like a big problem of like you want to be moral, but also like just ignore the things that are immoral with the situation. Okay. And then also like that is a way more interesting concept than she's just losing her powers for because that's how wishes work. That part was confusing too. It was like, Mm -hmm. what's happening here? Because there's another thing that happens where you're like, is one siphoning off of the other? And then it was like, Oh no, this is happening because of Mm -hmm. your wish. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's and that's what I thought. I thought it was the siphoning situation, but no, yeah, it's because of that. So they never decide like just because it's wrong or because they're like maybe this guy didn't ha- deserve to have his life like just take it away from him, and and like where does he go? He's he's in the what do they call it the the below or whatever it is and get out. He's like stuck the upside down. Uh oh. Randomly, Chris Pine's just like get out. <laughs> but uh. They never, it's because she needs, she wants her powers back. She needs her powers back. So that kind of like, that's an important plot beat in the movie. And I was like, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> and now she can fly. Okay. I know Wonder Woman can fly, but like, really, if you think about why they don't, they don't have to explain it. It's fine. She can fly. Cause Steve right. Trevor told her how a yeah. pilot, from World War, whatever. And I've talked long enough. I'm going to hand it over to somebody else, but also the end. I liked and hated. I liked and hated. Okay. They kind of had their cake and ate it too. And I feel like Melanie's definitely going to have things to say about that. I have so many things to say, baby. Okay. Let's start. Oh, hey, with- Paul, you got, you got the vid, man. You got COVID. Yeah. You didn't see that. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. No. I hope you feel better. I'm not too worried about you because, because you're young and strong. I haven't been especially concerned, but it does suck not to be able to taste stuff. And I hope, yeah, I hope you get better soon. Facebook has not been showing me his post. Has he posted about it? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, Paul, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. Hope you feel better, man. Paul had said that uh, he, the movie for him was convoluted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Here's how I'm going to start. I didn't care for this movie. The acting was bad. There was no character development. The CG was horrible. The ma- the, the bad guy and his wife both should be in jail because they both just left their kid over and over and over, abandoned their child in an office building somewhere. I don't understand that. That's wrong. And I don't see how it could happen. Besides the fact that I can overlook the impossibility of the bad guy scenario, the main bad guy, I mean, because honestly, not everyone in the world is going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I wish. It's not going to happen. But let's let's overlook that even, okay? Uh, and Randy already brought this up in the possessing an innocent man and ignoring him. I'll even over. I'll even give. I'll even let go. How uncharacteristic they make che- the cheetah chick. I can't remember her name. I keep wanting to call her Chitara. I know that's wrong, but I love. I love Thundercats. Even though she seems like a completely decent person and there's no there's no there's nothing in her character that makes it seem like she would screw the rest of the planet so that she could be powerful. 
There's nothing in her character that shows that anywhere in the show. I'll even not. I'll even overlook that. The things that I that I refuse to overlook are, well, for one, that the only minority in this movie who isn't a bad guy is the little girl in the cheesy beginning. But mostly, it's that this movie is supposed to be about, and I, I'm sorry, I'm going all female about this. It's supposed to be like the I, the most iconic, strong, independent female. In history, really. I mean, in, in comic book history, I'll rephrase that. And they're going to make it the most crap subpar poop I've ever seen. How is that supposed to make girls feel? Really? You know? That's what f***s me off about it. That's what makes me dislike this movie. This character should be a role model for girls, and it's not. It is... It's so sub... Like... If you want women to ever be equal to men, then they can't just do as good as men. They have to do better than men. And this movie does not. This does not do better than anyone. And that's why I hate this movie so much. And I hate to be so real about it, but that that is the main thing that makes me angry. You know, it's not just that it's a bad movie. It's that it's a bad movie about the only strong female character that they're making a blockbuster movie about that's what makes me so angry about this movie that's why i hate it not to mention all the other stuff that i said i did i did like a little bit uh pedro pascal right but even even he was super cheese and i get i get it was trying to be funny and cheesy but that's not good enough that's not good enough when we're when we're trying to improve things making Making a movie that's kind of funny, but still a super crap movie about somebody that's supposed to be an inspiration. And and for, I, for a lot of people, the only real, like I said, strong, independent female character that they really know about, to make it a subpar movie is a disgrace. And I would rather they not have made a movie than have made this movie. That's my opinion of this movie. <laughs> I no I'm way. sorry for laughing. I was not <laughs> expecting your rant to get that that uh, impassioned. They're all very valid points. You know? Thank you. Uh, it is weird that Cheetah... I, I feel like that... She didn't have to be Cheetah. Like, they, didn't need to go, they didn't even need to make her a named character. Like What they were trying to do with her did not require... Mm-mm. And she got relegated to a right-hand man, a henchman. Can I real quick jump in with while we were watching the movie? Because my brain works this way, and I always not t- t- intentionally at all, but I always guess the ending before we get there. And the ending I had guessed would have been so much better, not just for the character, but for the movie than the right. ending they went with, which was, and I'll tell you, I'll share it with you. When they showed that armor and talked about this, the lady defending the whatever, I'm like, oh, well, Diana's losing her powers, and this cheetah chick isn't a bad person. So I'm going to guess since she has powers. Diana will give her the the armor and she will sacrifice herself, save humanity, because she's really inside a good person. And that will give Diana the time to save the world. And that's not the way. They just crapped on whatever character building they had done with her and said, you know what? No, we'll just make her super selfish and we'll still give Diana the armor to wear for no apparent reason. And then she'll go save the day with crap. Yeah, they really did make her just a sub-boss to the final boss. And her... I feel like the design of her as Cheetah was super flawed and the CGI 
I, I said the CGI was good. I was wrong. I wasn't thinking about that fight scene particularly. Mm-hmm. The CGI did not look good. It was very, no. that whole scene was weird and gray and she looked, it was not that great. Um, yeah. I, I do, I will say I appreciated it, And I think this was a point and I guess maybe that's why they felt they had to shoehorn some fight in there with Cheetah that it wasn't a, the final conflict wasn't resolved through a big CGI fight. Mm-hmm. And I know Melanie has beef with the end and I do too, mm-hmm. except they, it doesn't make sense. And they kind of, because I was like, oh, okay, if they go in and she convinces him to rescind his wish and that on does everything, I'm totally good with that. Actually, I think that's kind of cool. That is cool versus just let's just go in there and fight. And they did that, but then they also did yeah. the long saccharine speech that really was so many words and doesn't really mean anything. And it's like you have to have everyone has everyone in the world has to rescind their wish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that part much. That's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. It, fortunately for the plot or something, maybe it happened. I don't know. But then also, like the guy rescinded his wish because he's seen his son was in danger. Mm-hmm. So I'm like. But also, it pulls the punch of that, you know, like that. Yeah, that should have been the a big deal, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, that's not a big enough deal. Yeah, I mean, the parents have been neglecting their child the whole guy, or excuse me, the whole movie. So why, why worry about it now? Um, and real quick, I know this is jumping way back, and it's it's not really a big deal. But someone commented in things that this is a PG movie, PG thirteen, excuse me. And and real quick, I just want to share. You know what else is a PG movie? Enemy Mine, which I loved. The Dark Knight Rises, The Dark Knight, um, Interstellar, The Prestige. Those are PG-13 movies. Just because a movie is PG-13 does not mean it can't have substance. So that's not an excuse to me to make a crap movie. Uh, Sorry, that's something I've been thinking about for a minute and I just wanted to share it. Go ahead. I like Mando. I know you do. I know you like Mando. I was like, whoa, that's Mando. He looks very different in this movie. And then that sent me down the rabbit hole of finding him on an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I was like, holy crap, he was in an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. In one scene, he was almost going to be a love interest. But then you're like, I've never seen this guy before in my life. So he's definitely not sticking around. And then he got killed. So Mando was in Buffy. So Yes. Yes. I think I like his character more in that. In Buffy? <laughs> yes. But in- I mean, this is such a, a Wishmaster like crap you know story that was to, to hinge the whole thing on I, I mean what do they expect it's it's not a good plot really i mean, I mean in the in the, in the real world so i think there are actually there's actually a good movie in this it just doesn't have wonder woman in it it's the oh. jenkins cut <laughs> maybe yeah um, no yeah i feel like the Pedro, basically the slightly lighthearted Wishmaster movie, uh-huh. would have been right. an interesting thing to explore, or embrace that '80s movie of the nerdy girl fantasy thing. She turns into she's tough, but then she loses a bit of her her humanity, which I think part of the problem with why that because that did not feel organic to me. No, and I think part of the problem is because most of the movie I was thinking she was siphoning the power from Diana and that was the give and take, mm-hmm. but I guess it was her humanity, but that wasn't super clear. And when well, the switch flipped, it was so jarring for yeah. her because yeah. it was like, 
helping you. I'm helping you. I'm helping you. I'm helping you. We're friends. We're friends. We're, we're not friends. Not even just helping you. Like, like that scene where she kicked that one guy's buttocks, which might I add is they make that, they use that to make her a villain, even though Diana did so much worse to other people in the movie and she's not a bad guy. But anyway, she kicked that guy's butt. And then the old homeless person who she's been helping in the beginning of the movie comes by and she's like, just walk away. Don't say anything. Whatever. I don't remember what she says, but whatever, even there, she's still not a bad. I mean, she's not that's a like the person. beginning of like the turn, right? Yeah. But even that doesn't lead me to believe that she would just be like, yeah, screw everybody. I just want to be the most powerful that, uh, you know, none of, I get none of that from her character. Well, and I feel like that could be compelling. Like that's uh, that scene is actually a good example of like, okay, cool. Like I'm kind of on board with this character, even though she's very two dimensional or one dimensional, I should say. Yeah. But I was like, okay, that's a movie. I'm mm-hmm. down. And then she disappears for most of the right. movie because they've got all this other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And and like I said, if they would have done the thing I was thinking they were going to do, where she sacrifices herself for humanity in the in the armor so that Diana can save the day. Well, which, you know, Diana would still be the hero. What if redeemed her character? And from what you see of her character in the beginning, there's no reason that she wouldn't be redeemable, you know? And, but they don't do that with her. They make, they try to make her a worse person than she seems like she ever would have been with no lead up to that. And I don't buy it. And the CG's bad. So there you go. And I don't buy her rescinding her wish at that point either. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. She's going to go that far where she's like, I don't, I know everybody's going to, because I obviously know how this works because I've been here through the whole discovery of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. But Melanie, was there anything you enjoyed in it? Like I said, the best part of the first movie was, um, what's his name? Chris Pine or yes, Chris Pine, the the boyfriend. He was kind of humorous. I did not like that he was there because if my dead boyfriend showed up in somebody else's body, that would be the movie. That would be what I would be focusing on the entire time was trying to fix that because you don't just let people possess other people. That's not okay. But since they didn't focus on that, um, I did like Pedro. He he's good. I mean, I enjoy his personality, but I I wanted more from this movie than what it gave and for this movie he did better than most although i don't feel like it i don't feel like it fit in in this movie for what it should have been at least i think he acted really well like he was yeah his acting was far beyond what this script gave him right i agree i agree i i kind of feel like no i'm telling you like Especially if they're going for a slightly fantastic or fantasy eighties thing, uh-huh. her, him, and Cheetah mm-hmm. are the movie. You focus exclusively on them, mm-hmm. even though I know Cheetah's typically a villain. Yeah. She replaces Wonder Woman in the story, and I feel like you've got a better movie because then you could, you mm-hmm. still retain the weird, interesting premise, uh-huh. but then you flesh out some of the other stuff that's interesting. And I will agree with you, Melanie, that Chris Pine. The scenes with him were fun. Uh-huh. That I, I feel like that made the Diana stuff work because otherwise she didn't really have a whole lot to do. Exactly. But that's like, uh, uh, and I know other people might argue with me because a lot, I know a lot of people liked the first Wonder Woman movie, but I didn't care for it. And she is the reason I didn't. 
And I, I'm not trying to be horrible to women because, you know, I'm a woman and, and I, even though I don't like women, I appreciate when women are likable. She is not. She's not a good actress to me. She's pretty. And that's the problem. They picked a model to play the part instead of an actress. And that's where they screwed up from the first movie on, in my opinion. She she is the worst part of World uh, World War 84, of Wonder Woman 80, 1984. Um, to me is is that actress and and i like i said i no hate toward her that's just not what she's good at she should stick to being a model leave the acting to somebody who can act there was uh, watching this in the home uh thinking about like for a lot of people who did decide that they're going to hit up the theaters this would be probably the first i mean i know you could have gone to the like really since late summer you can go to the theaters but this is the first tent pole I feel like that's hit the theater since maybe Tenant, and nobody was going to go see Tenant just because it was so early on. And it was a butthole about it. What? Tenant was a butthole about it. They're like, oh. we're coming out now. Oh, right. You no, know? yeah, yeah. Well, that was, you know, yeah, yeah. They were very forceful. That was the movie industry fighting against it. And they hung their hat on that as their tent pole. And it's like, dude, it's, you keep the tent down for a little bit longer. Mm hmm. But that said, like, if you're going for purely fun comic book movie with a visuals, and that was the thing I was thinking about watching this. I was like, that's the, this is the only downside to watching something like this at home, at least with my setup currently, is the theater experience of the visuals would have been great because there are like this movie shot for the theater for sure. And you can tell when they're flying through the um, uh, fireworks and stuff. I was like, oh, that scene in particular, I was like, oh, that's. Yeah, no, awesome. I like this is it is a blockbuster and I feel like they we probably won't see one necessarily made like this for a while. I feel like the uh, studios are going to be pulling back in mm -hmm. terms of these kind of big mm -hmm. blockbuster movies could be the last huge multi-million dollar mm -hmm. superhero blockbuster we see for a while. Well, but honestly, Unless they, unless most of that money went to these actors who, uh, like I said, I don't know that they necessarily deserve it. I don't know what they spent it on because it certainly wasn't the CG. This looked like an expensive movie, though. It, it is a period piece, and period pieces, regardless what period they're set in, are not cheap. Even if they almost, maybe especially if they CGI the backgrounds. Yeah, no, it's a big blockbuster superhero period a movie period piece. This, are the, this was definitely not cheap. Can I really quick bring up the Hallmark thing? Yes, please do. Oh. That was, I think the best. Okay, the, Randy keeps bringing up the saccharin whatever thing, and it does. It feels like, to me, it feels like a cheap feel-good movie, like a Hallmark movie. Your your comment, so your only comment in, I think, the Facebook group was, it's the biggest budget Hallmark movie I've ever seen. Yes. Which abused me because then I found out something and I, I'm sorry, I'll hand it back to you. The guy, I don't think he actually has a name in the movie. The Attractive guy, man. The, Attractive yeah, man, yep. The, the guy that Wonder Woman's boyfriend possesses, his body, the body that is not the guy, is a regular in Hallmark movies. And <laughs> I find that freaking hilarious <laughs> because, I mean, it is, it, it, this is kind of why i can't understand the budget because if it if it's a blockbuster movie and it, it is hallmark quality 
<laughs> no, the production though. The production <laughs> is not Hallmark quality. Okay. No, it's Hallmark quality with a little bit of CG and stuff added in there. Okay. Okay. I think we've hit a wall here. <laughs> no, I, I did love that because you were like, because I was like, I don't know if I totally agree, but I get the idea of what you're saying of like the biggest. No, I maybe a little agree. The biggest budget Hallmark movie ever. And then I just love that I come across that article. I was like, oh, that guy's mostly known for being on Hallmark movies. So maybe that feel is not unintentional. Yeah. Maybe this was truly made for women, just not you, Melanie. <laughs> oh. oh. No, 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 what I mean is think is about. It's supposed to be like there aren't any other women in the world with like taste and no, no, uh, no. discretion. Listen to the words <laughs> that I am saying to you. Um, what I mean is think about the reason Hallmark. Okay, Hallmark's kind of like almost a meme just in general. But the meme with you specifically is why? Because my sister watches Hallmark all the time. So maybe Wonder Woman 1984 wasn't made for you. Maybe it was made for your sister. That's true. Oh, that's you know what I'm saying. And that's she's so... not going to be concerned with whoever the guy was that had his life taken away for Chris Pine. It's like, oh, Chris Pine. Although that guy looks familiar and kind of hot too. So like. Yeah, but see, the thing is, I make fun of my sister for watching Hallmark. So should I make? I should make fun of her for watching World War eighty four. Also, <laughs> if, if, we're, if we're using this line of reasoning, maybe. Okay, but I'm sorry, I'm done with it. Yes, I thought it was a crap movie. You've heard my reasons, and I bet by now you agree with them. So let's finish. <laughs> that might be the best. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Not even wrong because, like, I've come into this thinking, "Oh, this is dumb fun," and we're like, "Oh God, this is really problematic." Now, now that I've heard all of these reasonings. I, I, I don't think you're wrong though either, Jesse, because we are definitely just digging into it. But I feel like, and this one doesn't do it. Okay, this one doesn't do it. Not to say it doesn't hit on social issues. The first one, if you're going to jump into World War, was it one or two in that one? If you're going to jump into a world war, a historical period, like you kind of have to handle it with some seriousness. Like you can't totally just cheese ball it up. I mean, you can, but you probably shouldn't. And this one is less that they don't really have to concern. It's the eighties. So like cheese ball it up. Nuclear arms race. <laughs> right. Mutually assured destruction. I literally built a wall around my city. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Well, if, if, well, if people have made like you know, well, it's obvious like Trump, Pedro. Uh, what what is his character's name? Hey, oh, uh, Maxwell Lord. Maxwell Which, Lord. We, that's that's one of the things where it's like, yeah, these guys didn't have to have comic book names because yeah. the Maxwell Lord of the comics has powers of his own, and Cheetah had powers of her own and an origin of her own, and mm. they kind of just ditched those and just said okay you're maxwell lord and that's fine they can do that whatever oh now we've got extra complaints good job jesse <laughs> <laughs> well i was gonna say like yeah i think i think if you were hardcore wonder woman fan that you yeah. probably would not appreciate those changes no you'd be disappointed by that yeah yeah and we just i'm disappointed i'm not even a hardcore wonder woman fan because she's a little too kinky for me thank you but still well, you know, she, yeah, her, her, she's got storied, uh, history. Right. Right. Oh, right. Right. Uh, I can't believe our viewers dropped down before Melanie got into a rant. I can't believe they, none, they weren't around for the rant. 
That was incredible. I did not expect it to get so real. I laughed through it, but it was not like it was. Yeah, it was real. I laughed because I was like, oh, my God, I don't know how to handle this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Um, Okay, what do you guys do? We want to talk a little bit about Doctor Who before we wrap this up or is it getting too late for you guys? Yeah, I was gonna say when we get on Doctor Who, we tend to run a little long and I it's already nine forty five, so I don't know. I know I always say this, but uh I don't have too much to say about it. <laughs> uh anyway, John Broman's great. Mm-hmm. So Captain Jack, bring him back. I, they won't, but man. Yeah, here's my my whole thing. Bring back Captain Jack. I'm glad the other, the two other two men are gone, and that's all I got to say about it all. That I mean, that's I already told I told you guys in chat, but like my whole thought is like it wasn't bad. It honestly, because I think Jesse, I think after hearing us rant a bit about Wonder Woman, you were a little afraid. I'm a little worried about my own uh, ability to uh, <laughs> pick out things that were good. I was just like, I think I liked it. <laughs> But I also don't know if I like things anymore. Like, <laughs> I like things anymore because, yeah. But it, it was it was that thing. It was like like it's been so long since we had new Who that like, I mean, first of all, I was just happy to have new Who, right? Right. And so part of that is like I'm going to be extra forgiving just because of that. Mm. But then, uh, like it also, I had for it. It really tied in directly into the season finale and I had forgotten some stuff like my, my, I had to start putting the puzzle pieces back together to be like, why is she in a, why is she in a prison again? Oh, that's right. right the Jadoon. Why do they have an extra TARDIS? Oh, that's right. They were on Gallifrey, mm-hmm. you know, where the TARDISes are and they can just grab an extra TARDIS. That's right. Oh, all these things that happened in that season finale. I totally forgot about. It's like, well, whew, I guess I need to know those things. Well, it's, I mean, it's because there's one big thing from that finale that kind of overshadowed everything. Yeah, I totally forgot all of that too. So you're not alone. I, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't bad. I, it was a big modern Dalek invasion type story, mm-hmm. and those are generally usually like, nah, they're not bad. It's pretty good. It's going to be kind of forgettable. It's going to blend in a little bit with some of the others, maybe. Um, I almost like that the Daleks are now kind of relegated to like the New Year's Eve story because it's like you got a whole year to get over them. Just, thing, like, oh, yeah, I'm ready for another little Dalek romp. Sure, I appreciate, but also find it extremely weird that they've turned them into horror creatures. They are aliens. They go face hugger with it. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I do. I will say one thing from the Chibnall era that I really appreciate about the Daleks that it's like, they probably like, it doesn't make sense that they're just now doing this, but driving people around like meat puppets is so good. They even say it's so good and creepy. And it, it, that brings the body horror into it, which I really appreciate. Um, So much better than, than Moffat's the stupid eye stock morphing out of people's forehead. Yeah. Dumb. That doesn't yeah. even make sense. Uh, <laughs> bringing the Daleks to fight the other Daleks because it's like, no, you need to be pure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's pretty funny. You're right. This one does hit the social stuff pretty hard. Um, 
Well, we got it. We got it. Got it. Did we? uh, Yeah. Yeah, we started this episode by talking about the proud Daleks. We we got to at least jump into what that crud that was all about. Yeah. So full spoilers if you haven't watched the New Year's special of Doctor Who. Was it was it Revolution of the Daleks? Yeah, of the Daleks. Oh God, what was I thinking? Everything about the plot is uh, political commentary, which I'm fine with because it's it's very on the nose, but it's not like disgustingly doctor turning camera turning to camera and being like you're monsters type thing you know it's not that over it's over the top but it's not that bad but so people come across like basically remnants of the last dalek that they fought during new year's eve i liked liked that this was literally a sequel to last year's and so then they're like and it makes sense to me although and i know this is a doctor who issue but it's like you guys know what daleks are they invaded Earth. They took over Earth of the 60s. Okay, you know what the Daleks are, but nobody ever remembers anything. So no, it's 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 the it's the Terminator 2 thing, or is it Terminator 2 or Terminator 3? Whichever one where they're like, oh, we found this arm, and that arm makes us make the Terminators or whatever. It's that whole thing, you know, it's been done, and that's why I think if it had never been done before, it might be like, oh wow, but we've seen it before, so. Well, I really like the idea of people like coming across the Dalek technology without the Dalek in it and being like, whoa, what's this? And then using that, of course, it's like, really, you're just going to copy it and just make a Dalek shell. But whatever. Um, I like that. I loved, even though this might be up, might upset some people, but I loved the Daleks as the police force using the Daleks as like that meme that went yeah. around not too long ago, like a couple of years back where they were like police robots. And it was like, mm-hmm. does anybody else see a Dalek? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wasn't there a police? I don't know if it's police, but I think it was a police Dalek. It wasn't a Dalek, but it was a robot that got hit by a Tesla car that was driving itself. And they were like, it's the war between the machines. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's um, awesome. But, but no, yeah, I, I mean, I get it, but again, it's, this is, I mean, I liked it. I do. I, I, I actually like this episode and especially because uh, of Jack, I don't know why, but I, he yeah. is a great character to me in, in both, in both shows. He's an awesome character to me and I, I hope to keep him. Um, but besides that, it's, it's kind of all stuff I've seen before. And so I wasn't as excited about it maybe as other people and sorry, I'm always the downer in in these reviews but but yeah you know do something original for once that's mine i don't know we've seen his original with her with the doctor I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> that, don't, that's true that's true go back to the classics um no <laughs> i another I, show where i'm disappointed by how they portray women but let let's talk oh 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 so you mentioned that jody whitaker and a rumor has it, although I, I've seen a lot of this coming from, I, I haven't seen articles from any, maybe Jesse, you have other than the sun, which I, which I've been told is not yeah, right. a source necessarily. Yeah. People are basically just keep citing that the, whatever source the sun has. Right. Um. So supposedly this will be her last season, but not Chibnall's, which is, I'm not wishing Chibnall out of a job. He made one season, like one of the best seasons of TV, once. Not this yeah. show. 
but uh we have a different show keep her get rid of him like bring in some new blood somebody like whatever whatever um you know what i really wish i wish they could have somebody awesome that's an awesome writer that also loves the show like like gaiman if they could have somebody like gaiman run a season it would be amazing i think the problem with 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 gaiman is they've jerked him around in the past so much that yeah, I don't they think, have i don't think he i my impression from whatever i read back when he did the was it the silver nightmare or so something about nightmare or silver mm-hmm. nemesis or something no yeah. that's, that's something else that's a different okay oh. well okay. whatever it was like there were so many rewrites and troubles that my impression was like he was not interested in writing doctor who ever again right but that's so sad because he's so good and so it, it is. I remember this specifically because I love Gaiman, and they like he was like they made me change the whole story, and it wasn't my story anymore, and so I don't like it. Right, right. But but the thing is, he is famous because he writes such good stories. So why don't they just let them? You know what I mean? It surprises me that even you, you don't even get to be Neil Gaiman and not right. have to deal with rewrites and notes from the uh studio so to speak wasn't that one even like a two-parter how do you how do you mess that up <laughs> maybe it wasn't a two-parter maybe that was the problem i think thought it was a two-parter. that they were that's when they part of it was Cl- clara they <gasps> didn't know what they were doing with her character and when he came on she was still the clara from olden times that we seen in one that christmas episode um and the kids were like the regular the kids that were supposed to be there were the kids from i think maybe that episode that were supposed to be like regular going to be in the show sometimes and like they had changed everything about her um i had to work around that Mm -hmm. but back on point jody jody whitaker i i I don't she is the mopey she's just mopey everyone's mopey in this show uh except jack which is why he stands yeah. out so much. And I feel like mm-hmm. Captain Jack is so much just John Burrowman that it doesn't really matter who's writing him. He's got charisma yeah. for days. And yeah, he, he just elevates every scene he's in. And it's mm-hmm. so good. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't even necessarily think like what they do with him. Uh, there was some great stuff. They brought back the weird geometric shape square laser gun that yeah. was there. And, uh-huh. and her calling him out for being like, needing constant uh, maybe it was jasmine or yasmin that did uh calling him out for needing constant reassurance and stuff like that stuff was great yeah um but it jody whitaker again i don't think she's bad because they give her a scene i think it was the scene with ryan which i didn't really care for but her acting was on point yeah yeah she it's did not, all right with it. it's not great doctor acting but they gave her real drama like she was like here have some drama or like portray emotions and she, she's great. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's why she's good. Yeah. Maybe she's just not like geared towards a doctor role yeah. or something, but she's still, she's a good actor. Yeah. Um, oh God. I'm so glad. Here's the whole thing. The whole episode could have sucked. They got rid of Graham and Ryan. And yeah. I am so glad. Ryan just mopes the whole time, and I'm like, he's gone. Yes, he's gone. Right. He's just moping. They're leading up to him getting out of there. His moping doesn't make sense. I don't care. Get him out of there. And Graham, where's Graham? Oh, he's over there in the background. Sounds about right, because they don't know what the hell to do with Graham. He yeah. was in the background of the whole last season. 
get him out of there. I don't right. dislike Graham. They just don't never had anything really for him to do. Right. I will say I disliked both of them. And the only the only companion that I have liked since Jody Whitaker uh took over is Yaz. She's mm-hmm. the only one that was interesting at all to me. She's the only one who seemed like she enjoyed the mystery and the travel and the like surprise of it all. And that's what you need a companion to be to be a good companion. And she's been the most consistently written too, because like yeah. as if to just remind us real quick for Ryan's final episode uh-huh. that he can't write like. Right. <laughs> He's had no problems since like his first season. Like they just quickly forgot I his condition. Have, yeah, didn't they even like have an an episode where his other problems, like I don't know, climbing ladders or some other weird stuff, he overcame everything except riding a bike. I thought they even already did the he rode a bike thing. I don't. Or maybe know. It was he was going to try riding a bike again, but uh, take a bus, okay? <laughs> Leave a bike alone. Take a bus. Get on with your life. And I wouldn't be up in the like Highlands <laughs> if I were trying to learn how to ride a bike. And yeah. they were obviously setting him up to leave. And Graham, but him specifically, because Graham, again, is just an afterthought every time mm-hmm. to leave last season when all of a sudden he's like, I got mates. I got to be here for my mates. It's like, oh, you mean those dudes in the background that we've seen once uh, that you were playing basketball with? OK, sure. You got mates. But yeah. that gives him a reason to not want to keep going. Mm-hmm. But then and he uses that again. I need to be here. I got mates. <laughs> but then at the end, him and Graham are like trying to ride the bike. And then they're like, there's adventures to have over here in yeah, Scotland yeah, yeah. or there in whatever country. Let's go. It's like, what happened to your mate? Did you run into Jamie McCrimmon and have their own side who show? Can you oh, imagine? That'd be so weird. That's that's better than what I was thinking, which was that this is the same thing they do to Mickey every time. Um, which they didn't become demigods. <laughs> yeah. Good point. But, you know, just the like, I can't handle the doctor. But I still want adventure, um, and I understand that also because I, I, you know, going around to weird worlds and weird times is super extreme. But, but those are the companions you want, you know, the ones that don't mind that it's super extreme and super weird. The ones that'll be like, oh, I'm you know, five thousand years in the future on some strange planet, and I'm totally cool with that. That's a companion you want, you know, and and they are not them. These are the companions the liberals want. I don't know why that popped in my head. <laughs> we, we wanted Donna, and we wound up with Tegan. Yeah. Oh, Tegan. Tegan's still the worst. Ryan sucks, but man, Tegan's still the worst. Tegan's not is, the worst. She is the full stop whiniest companion. I didn't like Tegan because of her whining, but I don't still think she, I still don't think she was the worst companion. They were worst. There. Why was she? Well, there? I mean, there was also Adrix, but this is the same era, you know, like <laughs> the era of the whiny companion. People hate Adric, and I get, I get it, but like, at least Adric, he was a kid. I don't know how. I don't recall yeah. exactly like how he came to just be traveling with them, but he was a kid from dimension or something, right? Yep, he's but he's still a kid, so it's like I get it. He's gonna be whiny. He's like a teen. Yeah. And- but you can't just offload him because he's a kid. So it's like, okay, yeah, I'll keep, take care of this kid until he decides to crash. He actually had, I, I thought he actually had pretty decent uh, chemistry with the fourth doctor. Right. And and that's rare in that season because 
uh, Tom Baker was ready to be done. No, uh, you know what? He began a really good character. He ended very poorly. Not, not Not just because he couldn't, like they changed his character to the point where he was, he became the whiny teenager where he didn't begin that way. He became like a curious adventurer, which is what you want. He ended a whiny teenager and then they crashed him into a freaking planet. I mean, he killed the dinosaurs. The dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Tegan was an adult. Yeah. And they even went to Earth sometimes and like they kind of did a little bit what modern doctor, the modern doctor does, where they'll like, all right, well, I'm going to drop you guys off so you can do home stuff for a little bit. I'll be back later. Hopefully not 10 months. Although, right. Yaz, I, Yaz was super... And Ryan, why was Ryan so upset? I don't get... I don't get... Yaz, I get it. She was kind of obsessive. Yaz is yeah. a little clingy. Doctor's got to be careful. She's got to set her straight. That's going to be a problem. Boundaries. Boundaries, Yaz. But 10 months. Amy Pond waited 18 years. Like, That's true, right? Come on. You're lucky. Um. Anyway... They even dropped Tegan off once in a while and she'd still come back and it, but she just complained the whole time. You're an adult. Be like, take me home. I'm done. That right. was my problem yeah. with Tegan. Yeah. Why are we talking about how are we talking about Tegan? The moral of the whole story is World War 84 is not a woman <laughs> movie. Okay. <laughs> it's not a woman movie. So if you're a man and you like Feel good movies. This movie is for you. If you're a female, don't watch it. That's Unless you like Hallmark movies. <sighs> okay. Why are we talking about one woman again? <laughs> I suppose if you're a woman like Hallmark movies, this might be passable. But if you're any of the normal women in the world, <sighs> Wonder Woman eighty four. We're looking forward. We're just we're not looking back. Nope. Back Look there. Forward. Look forward. The world was perfect, but we're looking forward. Um, yeah, let's wrap it. Okay, so Doctor Who. Anyway, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Uh, I it's it's. I feel like it would be less good if John Barrowman was there. Agreed. It was a good hook, and I I can see why they used him in all the promotion. Right. And if he's not back in the next season to stay, I mean, at least for a little bit. Oh, be very. She had that. She had a jab. She's like, and it was a good little interplay. Like you've had work done and he's like, you're one to talk, but like, did he have work done? He must have because he looked good. He did not. I feel like he, did they CGI him or I don't know when he had work done, but I feel like he looked better in this than he looked in that episode earlier in the season that he had. Honestly, I think he was a little less chubby and that's about it. Oh, well maybe that's it. I mean, that can go a long ways. Mm -hmm. And, and damn you men, but, Aged men just look more distinguished to me, and, and rather than aged women who look like, like, you know, swamp witches as they age. So, uh, you know. Now I had assumed that all the torchwood stuff was canon, but that yeah, he mentions Gwen or whatever. Yeah, he mentions Gwen on the moped, and I I think that happened in one of the torchwood big finishes, but I don't know for a fact. But they have continued the torchwood series on big finish. Oh, cool. So, with RTD's uh, blessing. It's always cool to, for the show to acknowledge Big Finish continuity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and honestly, kind of smart. Um, yeah. And I love Torchwood when, while it was running, even though it is a bit 
cheese and um oh, yeah. as people will say that that is camp done well um or camp done not well which makes it more campy okay yeah maybe it's so torchwood is kind of fascinating because i feel like the first season is bad for different reasons than the last season is bad the first season is bad because of low budget bbc reasons and the last season is bad because of low budget americanized version uh, like americanized production reasons yeah, yeah. i get you it was good to be back and talking with you guys. Yeah, it's always it's always fun to talk. Melanie. Yes, Melo. Anything we should be amazed about? Oh, there's lots. But one thing in particular that I wanted to talk about is that there is a new, and this is a little bit old, but ER equals EPR, which really just means that wormholes, some scientists believe, are the same thing that causes quantum entanglement. So you know how in quantum entanglement, there's two particles that become entangled, and then whatever happens to one happens to another. This is on the, like, you know, subatomic scale. They believe that that, some scientists at least, believe that that is the same force that causes wormholes between two black holes. It's the same thing that causes entanglement. It's just on a much larger scale. and makes sense to me and is super fascinating because I love physics. I love astronomy and we mix the two together. That's just my bread and butter. So astronomy. So yeah. So tasty dish. So if wormholes are made by the same thing that makes quantum entanglement, it makes sense to me because if you quantum entangle two particles and they have like a connection, like a string, maybe from string theory, but who knows between them that connect them. And then, you take, and then you take several of these particles, not several, like billions and billions of these particles and connect them all through the same strings and it creates a wormhole. That makes perfect sense to me. The beautiful thing about it, though, is that it brings together the two sides of physics that they can't. What do you what's the word? I can't I can't think of the word, but like equal to each other, which would be like the subatomic physics and then the astrophysics where you know it's these huge bodies or these super super small bodies and they can't really equal them out to each other but if that were true which again this is a theory they're working on but if that's true that would make it make sense for both the astronomical and the subatomical if these two things are actually the same thing because that's the big problem with gravity right now is that there's the subatomic gravity equations and then there's the astronomical astronomical ones there's something in between that makes them not jive but if this is true if they can actually like peer review it and prove it it's kind of fascinating because it will it will mesh the two together so einstein's theory of relativity will work with quantum physics finally which it's you know been since einstein's time they've been trying to figure this out because they don't jive but if that's true, then they will jive together and it will be a huge discovery. I'm super excited about it. And you should be too. We'll just have to wait for it. Because <laughs> yeah. of gravity? Yeah, because it's sub- mm-hmm. subatomic. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Jesse, you, yeah. got any, you got anything exciting going on? Anything coming up? Anything you want to leave people with? Not that I can think of. Right, me either. Like, we're so boring anymore. We're so boring. I, 
maybe something happens. Hey, uh, what are we doing next week on this show? Oh, hell, I don't know. <laughs> we don't have to decide that now. I don't know why I threw it out. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's a completely valid question. Honestly, I don't know. I kind of don't, you know, looking forward. Because we're not looking backward. But I don't know what we're going to do looking forward. I... Are we going to bring back Foster of the Week? I have no idea. What are we doing? Wait, I don't know. Um, you Foster of the Week, would you say? What? Mon- are we going to bring back Monster of the Week? Oh, I thought you said Pasta of the Week, and I was like... Pasta of the Week. <laughs> Fettuccine. Next week, Fettuccine. We're converting to Pasta. Working string theory. I think it's Italian. Oh, man. Melanie, what do you think? What should we do next week? I do like the monster of the week thing. Maybe we eventually we could expand it a bit into just, you know, action tropes even or, or, or right. not action, but other avenues rather than just horror, even though horror is my fave, eventually that'll run out. So, you know, but if we're going to go horror and our subject for the most part this week was World War 84, I think it would not be a bad idea to be evil women. What do you think? Evil women? Yeah. Ooh, Jennifer's body, teeth. There's yes, vagina. Poison eye. Teeth. I <laughs> uh, talk, teeth. That's a that's another flavor of a Hallmark movie, in my opinion. That's the Hallmark horror movie, in my opinion. <laughs> but whatever, I'm a man. Oh, what do Hallmark I do? body horror. Vagina <laughs> tata. <laughs> That stuck with me anyway. So what do you guys think about that, huh? I think, sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes. A good bookend to this. We're like, mm-hmm. we had the, the hero woman, and now we have the evil woman. Yeah. Which one is Melanie going to be? Which one, which is Melanie, which one is Melanie going to be more salty about? I have a feeling it's not going to be the evil woman. <laughs> I have a feeling I agree with you. <laughs> There's two things, like, I guess not housekeeping, but two things that, that made me think of. One, following up on our last episode on the podcast feed, which was our Christmas episode, which, oh, I'll have to check the numbers. I don't have to, but I probably will, which also went up on the GCU feed. But anyway, listening back, because I did actually edit that episode. I'm not editing this one, but uh, I edited that episode and listening back, I think Jesse might have got stiffed on the points because I was very inconsistent because at the beginning of the game, I was like, Whoever calls it first gets the point. And then partway through, I was just like, okay, who called? Uh, you got it right. You got it right. Okay, both points. You both get a point. And like, Jesse, you had said something about it. I was like, oh, no, no. It's I'm just giving it to whoever happens to get it right. Whoever gets it first doesn't matter. And I was like, wait, listening back later. And then you even kind of said something when I was tallying the points up because you were convinced you won. I was, I was confused. I was like, how does it? Whoa. You Whatever. were right to be confused because I was not really I very inconsistent. So just so you know, you might have got shorted, and I was not doing it intentionally because I was listening back and I was like, oh wow, okay, sorry. <laughs> and then the other thing oh, escapes me. Darn it. it, it's gone. I don't remember what it was, but it was another follow up on something not important, I guess. Okay, well that's all I've got. So thanks you two for joining me. Yeah, thank you. And thanks everybody. If anybody's watching now, thank you uh, for everybody listening in the future on the podcast feed. Thanks for listening. And sweet you know, to those who 
began with us and had to leave a little early. Right. Right. Yeah. For anybody watching the replay as well, I forget that they can watch. Yeah. You can watch the video replay later. Have a good week, everybody. We'll be back next week to talk about some evil women. We're done with the wonderful woman. We're we done with some wonderful women who weren't that wonderful. Let's find some evil women who are super evil. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll talk about some evil women and maybe have a better idea of what we're going to do this year. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to Grolix Nights, the Grolix podcast live show. Be sure to check out our weekly live streams available at grolixpodcast.com slash live. Currently, we stream Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, once again, go to grolixpodcast.com slash live. Everybody's everybody's abandoned me. I'm just looking at pictures. I'm here. Am I not everybody? Hey, you are everyone. Yeah. <laughs>